All right. So, um, welcome to Cozy with Podcast. I have a special guest today. We are on stereo, and I want to welcome More Than a Dad Podcast. We have Dre. Uh, I'm going to go a rundown. I'm going to do a rundown for their podcast, and then I'm going to let them add in what I'm missing. Um, <laughs> so, I the way I found you guys was probably like through my search. Every once in a and even as like a podcaster, I might go in like a podcast app and put in like dad podcast or new podcast and I'll scroll through and I'll see who put out a recent podcast this year because a lot of dad podcasts, they started and then they don't do a new episode since 2019 or they don't do an episode since 2020, but they have like a good name for their podcast, but it's just sitting there. And then I saw y'all and I was like, okay. And then I was like, I wonder if they had an Instagram. And then y'all had an Instagram. And I was like, oh, snap. I said, they from Philly too. I was like, let me, let me check in. So what I know about y'all so far is y'all from Philly. Y'all both have kids of your own. The purpose of your podcast is for dads um, to have like their own platform to share or talk about their as parents. Y'all topics are good. Um, y'all usually have guests on when y'all have episodes. And y'all started the podcast in 2021. I think y'all are about 39 episodes in. And on Good Pods, y'all are ranked number 84 in Kids and Family Podcasts. And y'all give good father tips. <clears throat> that was just somebody trying to come in. Lou got the star. Um, and then what else? Um, a lot of people say like, oh, that's just the dad or the dad is over there. As if like dads are a non-factor. So when I saw the title, I was like, I get it. Because a lot of people think, when it comes to like fathers, you just help make the baby. And then maybe you're the like, go-to for like the money, but they don't really give fathers like the credit, like they would give a mom of like a mom doing for a child, caring for a child, um, involved in a child's day-to-day. They just think like the dad is just like that person over there that legally he needs to do X, Y, and Z, but he has no other like, responsibilities to it and that's not true so i appreciate the fact that y'all take time out to talk to people who got like current um dealings with their kids or maybe their past was worse than what it is now and they talk through it on the episode and it's just super relatable and so um for me my favorite episode so far that y'all did was borrowed time um, the father of seven, that was crazy. I couldn't imagine having seven kids. And um, how did you become a single dad twice? Okay. So that's all I got. I miss anything. Did I miss <laughs> anything about y'all podcast so far? Go ahead, Dre. <laughs> you know, very shifted to me. Um, you know, I, I think I feel like you hit the nail on the head. Um, but yeah, we was just looking at, just like you were saying, um, representation for dads.
um, you know, like yep. it's a bad um, stereotype, you know, like around dads and especially like me, like, you know, like I'm, I'm, I was, you know, like a single dad for like a little while. Um, and then like, uh, you know, like transitioning into like being a stepdad, but like even going into like being a single dad, you, um, it's just that stereotype of like, if you're not, you know, like with the mother of your kids, then like, you necessarily like less as a dad automatically. Um, so like, it was kind of like that and, you know, just, you know, like giving us representation of dads. Hmm. Yeah, Dre, 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 Dre and I, when we started this show, it was kind of like me, me and him have like totally different, like parenting experiences, right? Like I'm married with kids and I came a, a father through being a step, a stepdad first. And like Jay was a young dad, a teen dad. And like, we had a nice contrast to begin with, and we were friends. And these were conversations that we were just having among as friends. And we right. both are creative, so it was like, it was more than, hey, we just had good conversations. I think a podcast, it was like, no, he produced one of my shows before. Um, Dre used to do music. I had another podcast before about sports. And it was like, you know, as creatives, let's see if we can make this compelling and, like, relatable. Um, and I think another thing was like everybody's all about money and generational wealth and getting to the bag. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I think a big element of more than a dad is like, how are you juggling, you know, career, entrepreneur, and fatherhood, family, husband? You know, I think that's a big part of what we uh, represent, you know, because what we hear kind of is like nobody's really uh, self caring, like, nobody has no real self care measures. But everybody's like getting it done and like making end, men, uh, ends meet and stuff like that. So um, I think we we're we're building a community that like supports parents in particular dads, and you know that's that's kind of like our mission. Mm. Yeah. Um, I wish there was more support from for men. Period, and then dads on top of that, but there really isn't. And if there is, you have to like really dig for it and see if like a company or a nonprofit is really pushing or, you know, are these people still doing this or X, Y, and Z? And I feel like there has to be like a group of fathers that keep pushing it consistently, no matter what, no matter if they don't have the amount of support women have. And until like, this system or our government starts seeing like a dad and a mom as an equal instead of like oh the kids best interest be with because there are the reality is there are some women that do give birth to children and the best interest of that child is not the mom and so um i think the more that dads talk about it whether it's through casting or whatever you know medium method that they want to talk to the public about experience the more society would be like okay so there is another level of being a father there is more to it or there are more fathers out here that want to do more that want to be a part of more and it's not just like this one-sided idea of what fatherhood is so I like the fact that um, your podcast really like pushes it and gives like a different perspective of it. So 
when y'all started podcasting, what are some podcasts y'all listened to at the beginning? Um, I mean, I I listen. Well, we was I think we both listened to um, the Joe Button podcast. That was like a big thing. We both we actually seen Joe Button uh, live show. Um, most of the other podcasts I listen to is probably like um, mostly like sports based, like a few entertainment, maybe like um like all the smoke or knuckleheads or um, the pivot. But I've been listening to a lot lately. Um, yeah, like sports and like entertainment mostly. Um, I listen to a little bit of everything. I love Earn Your Leisure. I listen to obviously Joe Button and Drink Champs and you know some of yeah. the same sports stuff that he listened to. But I, I've actually started listening to um, a show called uh, It Then I Had Sex. And then we had sex. I think. Yeah. I heard about yeah. that. Yeah. I like. I like what they're doing. Um, yeah. It's, it's to be honest, I find it hard to like create my own stuff and stay original and be like consuming a lot of podcasts. But I actually like podcasts, so it's hard. I'm like in a. I'm in a battle, right? Like it's like I don't want to feel like this thought wasn't original or like this topic isn't original, but. Um, yeah, I enjoy. I enjoy it. You know, um, what I'm seeing though is like a lot of like parenting stuff is like seeping through in people's interviews. Like, you get a rapper on here and it's all about music and sales, and then it's like, let's talk about the dad you are, and it's like, well, that's like our whole show right there is like what type of dad you are, right? So, it's coming out in different ways. Yeah. Um. So I listen to a lot of podcasts too, and they have multiple podcasts try to keep it like authentic to me and then to the audience is you have to listen with a different ear so if I listen to a podcast I'm not listening for a show topic I'm listening to like how they had a structure like did they do music and then like a clip of the episode at the front and then like a intro and how did they do the intro and where did they add like this segment and is that something I would want to incorporate on my show where I add a segment at this time and then do this show here? And that's why, like, for me, every season I change, like, the cover because I want people to know, like, you're going to get a different perspective this season or I'm on a different focus this season because I feel like at the beginning when your new podcast that's where you're going to see like your best numbers, right? Because everybody's trying to figure out, everybody's trying to figure out like what makes you different or why should I keep listening? Right. And then once you stop that whole momentum of getting everything out that people don't know nothing about, you're going to have to think of, okay, like what haven't I talked about? What haven't I said? What type of guests haven't I had on here? What is a focus that people don't really focus on in parenting? Um, and that's what you just have to research. Like, I like to um, watch a lot of documentaries. I like to read a lot of different books. But I also like to see, like, what was my childhood like? And as a kid, what did I have a question about for an adult that I couldn't ask, that I could say now? And so that's what keeps, like, your podcast fresh is nobody can take away, like, Lou's experience from Lou. Nobody can take away Dre's experience from Dre. Um, and I feel like a lot of dads have more to say, but not necessarily the place to say it. And so 
I think a lot more dads have a bigger space to push more out in this podcast thing versus women because you already know women run their mouth about everything. Like, I done ran my mouth. I'm on my, what, 17th season of Cozy Room. Like, what haven't I told y'all about parenting, you know? And it's it's a challenge every season to come with something I haven't said or something I haven't talked about. But at the same time, I've never experienced my kids at age nine yet. I haven't experienced my kids as teenagers yet. So I know, like, there's more content coming because I'm really in this mom shit. Right. No, that's that's the that's a fact. We definitely we even talk about that like kinda like on the pod or like we like allude to it a little bit. Like a lot of things, you know, like that I speak about on the pod is just because, you know, like my kids are, you know, older than Luzka. Like I have a, a teenage kid. So yeah. um, you know, our experience are is different. So like I think it's a never ending, you know thing when it comes to content just because just like you said they're, they're forever going to change they're forever going to grow what you go through is right. going to be different you know what you go through is going to change like it might change you know rapidly it could change from week to week month to month like depending on you know what stage your children are mm. i mean i think i think another thing that, that feeds us now is like like i feel like when i'm scrolling scrolling instagram or facebook or something and I see topics or videos. I, I use it as content to bring on the show and ask Dre his opinion on it or our guest's opinion on it. I think that saves us a lot. It's like there are things happening even outside of the household that's like a, basically like a parent topic. Like, and I don't look at it as like we're like a current event show, right? So like we don't, we're not like super current event based. But like it was a time when they were talking about like should a uh, should a boy be playing with a kitchen set or like. Uh, recently, we did the episode about we made comments on how we felt about that dad who didn't drop off like to McDonald's for the the mom's other kids instead of his yeah. his kid. Like like we we find a way because it's always stuff going on. It's always viral videos. It's always I just seen something yesterday about I don't I think it's a Middle Eastern man was talking about his view about being a dad like. Dad shouldn't be second moms. We're not the second nurturers. We are the teachers and the, you know, we provide lessons. And I was like, I don't even know if I agree with that. It would depend on what kind of mom I was, you know, parenting with. You know, right. like, like that, like, but that was like a hot take. Like he just, you know, he had this one minute video. He just is going off about like dads are supposed to teach lessons and, you know, you're supposed to learn toughness and mental, you know, your mindset comes from dad and stuff like that. And I'm just like, you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Yeah, but like if mom is always at work or mom isn't but so nurturing, like dad might have to step in and be that. You know, like I just think being a parent is like extremely flexible and people have hot takes about parenting all over the place. So it's always going to be content. Right. And with that, that's a perfect example of like Sometimes internet can be problematic because he's saying what a father should be doing from a culture aspect because his culture is different. A lot of dads in other countries, women are still, women in some countries just got the right to drive a car. So clearly, clearly there's a lot of things women cannot do like American women. Versus what men can do and women can do. So a lot of other cultures in different countries are coming from an aspect of the woman does X, Y, and Z in a household because those are her options and that's how she was raised to be a wife. Here is kind of like in America, you could be a wife, you could be a doctor, you could be a lawyer, you could be a business owner, you could be a baker, you could be a seamstress, you could be this, and you could have kids, and you could have a husband. So I take a lot of other people's perspectives of what a man is or what a dad is or what a mother is with a grain of salt because if I'm a single mom in America, what a mother does in India while she has a husband and with the with the limit she has does not apply. You know what I'm saying? And my thing when men when men try to say a man is not supposed to be do this and a man is not supposed to do that and a woman is supposed to do this and this is what a man's role is with the kid in America that does not apply not anymore because now we live in a, a time frame where it's modern and both parents work and both parents coming in the house at 7.30 p.m. And the kids have to be self-efficient. And the kids have to know how to put waffles in the toaster or, you know, make oodles and noodles or use a microwave. And so it's not that, oh, you're a woman when you come home from work. Now you got to clock into your mom's job and I'm going to sit and watch TV because my dad's job is over. It's not that. It's a team effort. No, I, I I agree with that. You know, I, you know, you listen to the episodes. Like I cook and I clean. I I do stuff with the kids. I do activities. I you know I do. I'm hands on like that. I feel. I was just telling Jay on the episode recently. I ain't never felt this exhausted. Like work all day. 
you know, <laughs> get with the kids. Like, I don't get, like, my wife does a good job of not letting me, like, chill. Like, I don't even know if it's intentional, but she'll be like, is she up on her feet moving around? I think she expect me to be, like, doing something, right? Like, that's just, like, what it feels like. I don't know if that's, like, a, a real thing or not. But, yeah, like, if she's cooking, then I'm getting them ready for, you know, getting them broken down in their pajamas or, you know, yeah. going over Manny's homework or a little little activities he got from daycare or whatever. So it's like, it's always something. Like, she was cooking the other day. I had them both out. I was pushing my daughter with one hand and trying to make sure Manny ain't fall, fall off his... He got a little bike with training wheels. Make sure he ain't fall off his bike with the other hand. Like, it's like, she don't expect me to be in here playing the PlayStation. You know? Right. Right. So, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a different time now. I do like the fact that more dads are involved now than they were, like, when my dad was dadding. Because all my dad did was, like, work, you know, dress nice, smell good, uh, have options, and come home and eat. And the next day he did the same thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't have, like, memories of my dad taking me to a doctor's appointment or taking me to the dentist or taking me to a park to play. Like, he wasn't that. He was like, oh, your mom. Your mom could do that. Your mom can help you with your homework. Your mom could go on the field trip. But... Again, I don't blame him because you have to think about, well, how was he raised as a kid? Right. Yeah, you know, you definitely... Go ahead, Lou. I was saying, like, we're getting so so far, like, in in life, we're getting so far from, like, stay-at-home mom culture. Like, like, especially in America, like, Mm -hmm. if you don't have, like, a certain amount of wealth, like, we're so far from this, like, uh, women just take care of the house and the kids and you can just be at work absent basically and you know you might come home and fix stuff and expect a hot plate of food and to get all this physical affection from your wife after that because you taking care of her like like my wife is real big on letting me know like I go to work like you go to work like even if I don't make the same amount of money as you it's still like I have to allocate that eight hours and that energy like you do so like right. can you do the laundry today can you make sure you pull out a frozen, you know, frozen food to get cooked for dinner that, you know what I mean? It's not like, it's not hands off. Like, it's like we're in the time of, like you said, two parents are working. And if you really tap in with your parent, then like you, you won't be hands on. Like you go, there's no way. It's kind of like really no way around it. It'll just be stuff not getting done. The house won't be clean. Laundry won't be done. Like we'll be eating out every day or, you know, it'll it'll be, it'll be a different, (laughs) it'll be different. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, and it's just like you kind of touched on, like you know, your dad only did, um, you know, what he knew. We just exposed to, you know, like different things, so we see things in a different way. So we kind of just move in a different way. We like, you know, we like the information generation. So, you know, everybody's a little bit more conscious about the things that's going on, and like a little bit more understanding about, you know, what it actually means to like be present you know, like, in your kid's life and not just, like, you know, be present. Like, you could be around and you could be, you know, you can be around and not really be around. Like, um, it's just the difference. Like, we just understand it in a different way. So I think we just look at it different. Okay. Um, it definitely is different. Um, could do? Would you guys, if you could, would you guys ever be, like, a stay-at-home dad? No. 
No, no, I don't, I don't think I could be. Like, cause to be honest, like, like in my priorities, like as much as I would love to create and freelance, yeah. higher up on the priority list is like providing and like having an amazing career and like leaving stuff for the kids. And like, I don't think that's going to come with me just being in the house and stuff like that. I just don't think it's in my personality. I don't, I don't fault the next person for that. Like, if you married Oprah, right. like I'm going, I'm going to be at the crib. <laughs> all the mother boxes, boxes is checked, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, just attach my name on that. Like, you know what I mean? That stuff is signed, sealed, and delivered. So, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So, how was y'all household um, from when you were a baby to, like, age 10? Like, what did that look like? Go ahead, Dre. I, I mean, I grew, up, <laughs> I grew up in a, you know, two-parent household. Uh, my dad yeah. and my mom. Um, up until that point, like, I kind of just, I, up until that point, like, it was, you know, like, it was just my mom and my dad for real, for real. Um, they, uh, I was about to, yeah, because, like, my siblings was, I mean, my brother might have still been in the house at the time um, until I was 10 before he left. But, like, I'm, like, far apart from, like, all of my siblings. So it's kind of like being an only child. But yeah. But uh, my my household was interesting. My dad was uh, not. Older than he... Go ahead, I went out and came back. Yeah, like I got like ten siblings. So, but I still kind of grew up like an only child. Okay. That sounds cra- that sounds crazy though to have ten and feel like the only child. Like how is that even possible? Because you'd be <laughs> so much younger. I took like I'm I'm thirty years apart from my oldest brother. Um, I think I'm kind of like the same way with my dad's um, older children. Like yeah. I have a sister, I have a sister that's close to my mom's age, and uh, a brother that's not too far from my mom's age, also. And I I don't relate to them like siblings. It's kind of like, oh hey, I'll talk to you. We went to the wild. <laughs> Like, what are we going to talk about? Like, It's too big of an age gap. Like, I didn't really connect with, like, my older siblings until I was an adult. Because when you, like, 20, like, you don't want to hang out with, like, your two-year-old little brother. Like, it doesn't make sense. But when I, as I became an adult, like, you know, like, we kind of built them relationships. Right. What about you, Lou? Uh, my upbringing, you know, Dre had, like, I have an older dad. Like, my dad had me at 63 years old. Um, I had an older dad and he was retired. So like I got like the best from my dad. Like even though he was older, but he wasn't like pulled that you know, pulled away from me for work or other things. It was like I was his first biological kid and when he had me he just retired and he just was like we spent like every day together until I went to like kindergarten. And um he even like volunteered for like field trips through elementary school and middle school and we did like everything together so i had like this vision of like you know my dad like my favorite person like i want to be yeah. just like my dad you know what i mean so um i don't i don't have a dad that like didn't do things like my dad would bake a cake and then climb on the roof and fix a leak on the roof like my dad had like this real wide mm-hmm. range like you know my dad would like <laughs> show for my mom back and forth from work he wouldn't let her drive or catch the bus he would take her and drop her off lunch and then come pick her up. He was like, like, I don't even know what type of human he was. Like, I ain't even trying to do is all he, that. Is but like, American? Yeah, he's American. 
What? That's like to me. I feel like that type of character is more so like a Caribbean or a different uh, mannerism, because a lot of those men is either they really like pamper and take care of their wife, um, or it's kind of like they objectify a woman. Okay. Like there's no there's no in between. Um, but that's rare that an American man would do that. That's good. Yeah, he's, from, he's, from the, he's from the South, and he was born mm-hmm. in 1926. He seen a lot. And 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 I think both our dads are mili- ex-military, too. So, like, you got a lot of, like, structure uh, and, like, you got a lot of structure and, like, things that you don't even realize about yourself, like being, like, stand up and having morals and, like, a code to you. Like, you get yeah. that from that military background. See, my dad, um, you know, when when he made me, he was 60. You know what I'm saying? And then my parents are 30 years apart. So by the time I was, like, up and ready to be active, but he also Jamaican. And Jamaican men are like, no, I'm going to work. And, you know, your mom going to do all, like, the house stuff and the homework stuff. So he wasn't really involved like your dad was. But, yeah, he was born in 1923. So he was like an old man, and retiring was not a thing for him. He stopped working until health-wise, he couldn't work, mm. you know? And uh, a lot of fathers feel like, you know, I work and I provide. I'm a great dad. And it's not that. It's like you work, you provide, you nurture, you teach, you bond with kids. Like, that's fatherhood. It's not money. Money is not fatherhood. And so he didn't understand that, but um, yeah. Well, that's good. Y'all saw like different perspectives of fatherhood. So seeing your fathers in your life as a kid, how did that help you as an adult with your own children? No, I, mean, I feel like it just gave me like it gave me a baseline. Like it gave me it gave me a template to kind of like. Like, I guess a starting point, like, it gave me an idea of, like, what it should look like, you know, like, to be a good dad, to be active and present. Like, my dad was old, older just like y'all dad. So, like, he wasn't, like, super, like, we wasn't about to go out in the backyard and, like, play basketball or do nothing like that. Because um, he just wasn't moving that well. Um, he was moving good enough. But, so, like, I was able to take, like, the things that he did do, that I did see him do, and then, like, you know put my spin on it and be a little bit more hands-on with it because I was young. I was 19 when I had my first kid. So, you know, like I'm still active. We still active today. If he want to go outside and race, we going to go outside and race. Um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like um, I was just able, you know, like it just gave me, you know, a template. Like I seen him, you know, take care of my mom, take care of the house, you know, things he did for me. And then I was able to like expound on it. Mm. I mean, in the in the same light, like what I really took from my dad is like it's not a lot of like I'm not doing this because I'm a man or because I'm I'm dad. Like you know, yeah. like whatever kind of like needed to be done, like that's kind of how I view daddy. Like sewage back up in the basement, we down there trying to unclog it. You know, like something break, he trying to fix it. You know, mommy say she tired, well he gonna cook today. You know what I mean? Or he gonna take us out to eat or. Like, it just, it wasn't a whole bunch, because I feel like a lot of guys are, like, egotistic, cool, and, like, very macho, and, like, like I said all the time on the show, like, I don't know a lot of guys that cook and clean and stuff like that. So, like, 
like, I don't know. I just feel like when you were dad, like one thing I said from my dad is like, whatever needs to be done, then you got to handle it. Like you, if you like to clean up, like, you know, if there's 10 things to be done and mom says she's going to only do two, then it sounds like you about to pull eight. <laughs> like, that's what it sounds like, you know, so that's my experience. Yeah. I, I never see clean. And I never see my grandfather clean on my mom's side. It's just like, it's a woman's job, you know? I've seen him sweep his barbershop <laughs> in Philly, but I've never seen him, like, like do house stuff. So um, for me, growing up, it's kind of like, and I have, like, my my brothers are old, all, older than me, and I'm just like, uh, do y'all clean? Like, and my mom wasn't strict. Those were so like, I don't like living with a man. I've never had to live with anybody I was in a relationship with. I was never like eager because I, I've been in a house with my brothers that I know how they are. And then I saw, like, <laughs> how, then I saw like how my brother, my, my father was with my mom there and my mom would do everything, you know? And I'm just like, no, I'm good. I'm straight. I'm going to go home. <laughs> I like that you have your space that I got mine. So now it's kind of like I'm at an age where most women like, oh, my God, I need to find a man and I need to find a husband and we need to have one house. I'm just like, Ooh! I mean, do you have to stay here? <laughs> so it's really good that – um y'all got to see like different levels of like what a father would do in the house for you it's kind of like that when you see like the young men today and how they interact with their kids can you automatically tell like if they grew up with their dad or not uh, no no yeah no Mm-mm. so like Okay, so how they how how like men today might treat their kids or how they think they might be in the, involved without question in your head, do you be like, damn, like why wouldn't you want to do more? Like why wouldn't you want to do X, Y, and Z with your kid? Like, does it ever make you feel like why don't you feel like that closeness or want to with your kid? Uh, because a lot of times for me, because I'm not in guy on guy conversation because I'm not a man, but I don't understand how a group of men can be friends or hang out a lot. And then you have some that, you know, all right, y'all, I got to go pick up, you know, my daughter from school. I got to go pick up my son from school. Or I got to go dropping off at football practice. And then you got in the same group a man who has multiple kids, but don't never talk about them. Don't never go pick them up. Don't call them. Like, why do you feel like most males today feel like it's cool to not ask or initiate the conversation of why you not do that? Mm. Go ahead, Lou. All right, so... I don't know. Just going right back to the, the thing when you said, "Can we tell if uh, can can we tell if uh, a dad had a dad in his life based upon the father he is today?" The answer is flat out no, and it's mm. because like 
you know, you you want to be better than what you had. So, like, if you had a good dad, you're going to be a super good dad. If you didn't have right. a dad, you're going to be a better dad. So, like, looking at somebody is, is just no way to tell. Like, you know, we have a lot of, like, guys, quote-unquote, street guys on our show, and all their upbringings are, like, different. And you'll never be able to tell, like, oh, yeah, he, he had a good dad or bad dad. It's just, like, I just see the dad that's in front of me and that's him, right? Going to your question about the friend group, um, I think men probably should challenge each other a little bit more, but, like, you be different guys. Like, like we yeah. basically about the time about responsibility. Like, some people take accountability and responsibility really seriously, and there's some people who don't. People, like, want to skate and get over and, like, I say it all the time, like, when, when a baby's born, like, a dad got time to think, like, turn into a dad. Like, a mom got to be a mom through the pregnancy, when the baby gets right. here. That's probably why, you know, <laughs> women get postpartum and, like, men die later from being stressed. Like, they carry more stress trying to do bigger things. But the initial shot is on women. Like, men have to, like, figure it out, oh, snap, I really got a kid, or I, I got all the time to be a better dad. I got all the time to turn it around. I got all the time to turn my, <laughs> to take the street stuff away and give myself to the Lord or something. Like, you know, you think you have all the time. Yeah. Like, and, and, and it's not always that way. But some guys, like, still be doing them. Like, they really, like, still be, like, doing really, quote, unquote, nothing. Because, like, as an adult, you can't just be hanging out and, like, you got things to do. You need to be making money or taking care of your kids. But, like, some guys, like, want to just play a lot out or, I guess, be chilling. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, they skipping over responsibility. You know what I mean? Like, they pushing the responsibility on the woman, you know, solely. But, like, in our friend group, we challenge each other with them same topics. I remember talking yeah. to one of my buddies about, like, he had two daughters. Now he just had a third recently. And I was like, bro, you can't be too much to do tea party with your daughters. All you got is daughters. You don't have sons. We don't. Right. We can't do football practice. You know, she's going not. She's not gonna grow up playing football. So you're going to have to go do do tea party. Why well, ain't doing that? Like I don't see nobody else doing that. Like now you're worrying about what you see. You know what I mean? Now the dad that you should be is conflicting with what you seen or not. Like what you think is cool to do or not. Like like I don't know. In our friend group, I'm like, man, you you kind of dead wrong for that. So they my goddaughter. So when they come over, I, I play on the floor with them. I'm wrestling with them. I'm. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. 
And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. They would dial babies on there because it's like, who cares what you look like? Are they your right. kids? Like, if, if you can't do that with them, who's supposed to do that? And one thing I always tell people to think about when you have sons, um, and they grow up to be men, a lot of people don't think about, like, this is possibly this man's first time holding a baby. Mm. Because when, when you're a kid, nobody's being like, oh, you know, come hold your cousin when you're seven. When you're a teenager, it's not like that teenager boy is going to be like, oh, there's a new baby. Let me hold him. Let me hold her. Unless it's like a close sibling. And then most people don't want their boys playing with dolls, holding dolls. They don't want them having what what you talked about, the kitchen set. They don't want them uh, pushing a stroller. You know, I had brothers. And so I I would play with his G.I. Joe's. I would put my dog on his train set. Um, But it's kind of like looked at and shamed like, what you doing holding that Barbie? Put that Barbie down. Or, you know, why are you trying to um, play with your sister and change that diaper? You don't do that. You a boy. And, and then you get a grown man that is a new father. He don't know how to change a diaper. He don't know how to hold a baby. He don't know how to nurture a baby. And then women kind of like chastise men. Like, you don't know how to do nothing. You ain't no help. You might as well not do anything, blah, 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 blah. But women don't take into the consideration, like, when was he in a space to feel comfortable to do this? Right. You know? That's when, very true. When, when was it okay for him to, uh, you know, know what to do after a child falls and scrapes their knee and is bleeding or how to comfort them? You know? And a lot of dads lack compassion because they were never in a position to have to have it. Like, I have a brother, my youngest brother, he has four daughters. And I remember growing up with him and whether it was my nephews that hurt themselves, when they fell and they hurt themselves, he would just stand there and just, he don't know what to do, like, he fell. And I'm just like, pick him up, like, <laughs> you know, wipe, wipe his uh, thing off and just, like, rock him a little bit for him to, like, calm down and then just put a Band-Aid on it and let him go. And to me, it's kind of like, Men men are not like light switches. You can't be like, okay, the light is on. You know, be a teenage boy. The light is on. Be a man. The light is on. Be a father. You can't do that. And it's not fair for them. For a woman, like you said, a woman becomes a mother as soon as she finds out that she's pregnant. She got to eat different. She got to drink certain things. She got to make sure she don't, uh, do certain things to harm a baby. Then she got to go through childbirth. Most men ain't never seen a woman go through childbirth. And so that's uncomfortable for them. And then a lot of doctors and nurses make a man in a delivery room feel like he don't need to be there. And then after, you know, the baby comes out, he's like forced to, not forced, but like all of this weight of pressure of showing up the right way of you got to cut the umbilical cord here. And you got to hold her like this. And there's all of these people looking at you to 
basically mess up or be the greatest. And my thing is like, where is there an in-between for him to learn that? Because neither of my kids, I didn't go to no Lamaze class before I went through labor. I didn't go to no breathing class. It wasn't no, let's practice on this doll and changing the diapers so you know. It was more so like, I'm going to just take it in my head like I'm going to do it. And then eventually you'll catch on. Like I have a eight-year-old daughter and I have a five-year-old daughter. Until this day, you know, my five-year-old daughter, when she goes to her dad's house, his girlfriend bathes her. He don't bathe her. His girlfriend does her hair. He don't do her hair. And I'm just like, all right, your dad don't ever do your hair? No. And my thing is like, if I was sick and he ain't have a girlfriend, her hair is just supposed to be jacked up. I mean, you would hope that he would. You would hope that he would figure it out at that point, right? You know. But you know what? Sometimes it's your mom, sometimes it's your grandmother, sometimes it's your girlfriend or your wife that might enable you to be the best father you could be, because they feel like, oh, I'm gonna just take care of it. But how life be set up sometimes is maybe that that man that's a father and that took care of the household. Maybe he got sick. And so now, being that you, that woman probably wanted to be the mom that was taking care of home with the kids, now how money got coming in the household? Now you stuck. And my thing is like, no one should shut down your options, whether you're a man or a woman, or what you can do in a household for your family, because anything can happen. And so I remember being a little girl and my mom had her, um, I want to say she had her like second stroke and my mom was in the hospital and we were home with my dad. My dad had my hair going in two different directions. He didn't know what to cook for like breakfast. Um, he was struggling on like how he going to get us ready and drop us at school and then go to his shop. And it's kind of like, in order for you to be prepared for emergencies to come up, you got to drop those those sexist labels of what a man or a woman is supposed to do in the household because anything can happen. And when it comes to financially, you got to be prepared by putting money in certain accounts and you get money. And ain't nothing right wrong with a Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with a woman earning income on top of a man earning income in a household because anything can happen. All right, but how long, so how long was your mom, like, sick and not able to, like, do things and your dad had to do stuff? I'm going to say, like, like, like two weeks. So do you think that within, do you think within the two weeks, did he get better by the end of the two weeks than he was in the beginning? Because sometimes you got to be put in a situation that's going to force you to do something different. Everybody isn't self-motivated on their own. You know, like, right. if you got a crutch, people might take a crutch. So, like, if it's easier to allow this person to do it, then you may allow a person to do it because that's easier for you to do. Now, if your back is to the wall and you don't have an option, that's when you, the true colors should kind of start to show and depending, you know, like, what you're going to go ahead and do. Right. But my thing is, like, because he was never in a position to have to do it, he just took it as, oh, that's not my thing. I don't do that. So when we were needed, when it when he had to show up in it, he did it for the, that time. And then 
when she was, you know, at the hospital back, it's back to him not doing it. Oh, I don't have to do that no more. You here. And that's the type of like pressure that be on a lot of women in the past. So now we got these new women who are just like, oh no, like I don't want to have kids. Or I'm not I'm not having his kid unless we married, as if like that's like that's like set in stone. It's not. You can still become a single parent whether you got married to that woman or you got married to that man. That's true. I don't know. I was gonna say, no. like, you know, when you were talking about the situation with your dad having to do hair, like that's why I like I feel like one of the things I preach on the show is like being interchangeable with mom. Like, cause like to to like now have all that pressure and tragedy. Like, yo, she's sick. She had a stroke. Now I'm worried about wife, and I gotta like do these things. Like, I always talk about like guys just need to be more open to being interchangeable with mom. Like, we yeah. had a guy on the yeah. show saying he never changed his daughter diapers because he didn't trust himself to like properly clean her and stuff like that. And it's like, like that's not really a good enough like that. Like, you her parent, three sixty five. So imagine you with his his girl, his wife. Every time she she poop or she pee, it's your, you know it's your diaper. Like that's right. insanity. Like that's crazy. Like like what's gonna happen if I, I I went away for a weekend or like like or she went away for a weekend? Like who's gonna change the baby? Like you know I don't want to be excessive, but like it's just a it's a mentality, man. Like like we have all types of crutches and like stigmas and like all of it is fake. Like we gotta care for these little people, man. Like it's. Like, I, I don't pack the kids' lunches, but I could pack their lunch. That's like, like, I don't yeah. touch my kids every day. Like, all them pictures they get taken in the morning. Like, my wife dress them, but I'm more than capable of dressing the kids. Like, I, I've been learning to, to put her hair through barrettes lately. Like, I'm more than capable to do it. Like, it's, like it's not like, it's not a, um, it's not a, like a mark on me. Like, yo, I do her hair. I'm, I'm less of a man. Like, no, I'm, I'm being, a, I'm being her dad. Like, she need me to do that right now. Right. It's crazy, man. So like, so, like, for me, I just feel like when it, when I, I feel like when you have a daughter and you're a man, you're, like, the first man she's equivalenting, equivalenting, like, like going to think of, like, when she meets a man in her life. So, like, if she, if she never seen her daddy do this, then you're not a man in her eyes because her daddy ain't do that. If... If if you're not doing the level of care that my father did, then no, you're not you're not in my life the way that I need a man in my life. And so my thing is like, if I was a man and I had a daughter, oh, I'm doing above and beyond stuff. So by the time my daughter wants to date, she ain't settling for nothing less. She not about to be impressed by somebody taking her to Cheesecake Factory, you know what I'm saying? Because I take her on certain dates with me and her to Cheesecake Factory so she knows how to order for herself, how to sit, how to have a inside voice in a restaurant, how to carry herself. Like, all of those things, I'm just like, why men be having daughters and not give them the game to make sure they don't fit shitty men? Uh, they might not know them. They might not know themselves. For when you also like you, it also depends on the type of man. You, like the man that you're speaking of is the man that's probably a shitty man himself. 
and that's not capable to, of giving her the game. It's not like all men come equipped, you know, with the ability to, to be able to do that. Right. And it, and it had, that would already have to be a certain type of man to give his daughter that certain type of game and that certain type of understanding. If you're not living your life like that, then you're not going to be able to provide her with that type of experience or that type of thing. Right. So for me, like, I love how transparent a lot and upfront a lot more fathers are coming about their role with their kids. And I just like, same thing with moms. I'm just like, just because you're raising a son doesn't mean he doesn't need to know how to cook his own eggs. He doesn't need to know how to clean a bathroom. He doesn't need to know how to do this and do that. Because if you keep doing it for him, you're basically going to allow him to feel like he can be in a household with a woman and he ain't got to do that. Because a lot of men don't think like, okay, maybe I don't want to do these things with my girlfriend or my fiance because I went from living in my parents' house and my mom doing everything to going to college and I did basically wore t-shirts and jeans and then I had a girlfriend and now we live together and I expect her to do the shit that my mom did. No, that's that's a, that's that's true. I mean, but when you think when you think about it, me and Dre talk about this in, in terms of like kids being in the streets. It's like you could give your kid the greatest life, live suburb, live in the suburbs, and go to the best schools. And if they want to be something different, they're gonna be something different. Like, like who's to say, <laughs> like, like you know, I I, I worship the ground my wife walk on, so my 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 daughter know what love look like. I take on all these dates, and I'm I'm all over her life, but she like she like dudes in a dicky. But she like she like them dudes like daddy square like daddy worship the ground you work on mom like I don't even like like you you know what I mean like it's I don't know man it's the same thing like it's like these kids in the street like it's like yo you you don't want to play football no you rather sell drugs like all right like like it's like it's crazy like they still their own people they're gonna have their own mentality and like. Mm-hmm. What what T.I. son just got locked up? Like, come on, you got to think the kid had, like, the greatest everything. Like, you know what I mean? But that's the problem. I don't feel like, as parents, you're supposed to just give your child the greatest everything. You're going to have to give a balance. There's, like, balance in everything. There's self-discipline in everything. So I say this all the time. Like, if I'm a billionaire and I can afford to get my child their first car and to be a Lamborghini, you're not getting a Lamborghini. You're getting a... A 2000 Honda. You know what I'm saying? You go, you go, you go earn and work and see what it takes to make a car payment and insurance on a Honda before I just throw you a Lamborghini just because I have it. And that's the thing. When you give a lot to kids, like even preacher's kids, we all know preacher's kids be the worst kids because they too sheltered. They all have this added pressure of people are always looking for them to be this great thing. And they were never given the space to exercise the tools and the lessons that their parents gave them. It's like, no, you need to be here. You need to do this. You need to be at choir practice because you know that choir practice is going to make me look bad. And it's like all this pressure. And then they go to college away from home and they, they crazy. <laughs> That's a, that's 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 a fact. I mean, like that's to me. That's 
that's the real learning curve of being a parent. It's like we have our own priorities. Hey, I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to make sure you eat and go to school. I'm going to try to get you an opportunity to go to college. I'm gonna, I'm, you, we, all we can hear is what, what, what we going to do. Like it's never. So fall is here once again. Ready? Check out Cozy Woman Shop with Teespring for all of your hoodies, sweatshirts, long sleeves, and coffee mugs to get through this fall time and winter. Dads, I got you too. Moms, if you're looking for some more things for yourself while you're running errands, while you're dropping off, while you're picking up, check out Mama's Cozy Closet with Teespring. Now back to the show. like the people they gonna be or like what they're gonna be interested in and like it's like we put a lot of pressure on ourselves which indirectly type put, put, put pressure on them and it's like they still had a choice on the people they want to be like i used to work at a juvenile facility man i was so broken up i used to think like these people came from like the most craziest environments it'd be loving mom loving dad loving grandma it's like yo you just want to be something different like it has nothing to do with your household like you yeah. know what i mean like it, like it's and and to me that's the challenge of parenting. Like we 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 haven't gotten there yet, but like when they start becoming their own people, and like like you you can see them like blatantly going against what you say do and stuff like that. That's like the real challenge. Like all this other stuff is easy. Three, four, five years old. Like all that stuff is easy. Like you know what I mean? It's it's the like making them good people for society is a whole nother task. Like teach them how to vet. And dating is a whole nother task. Like, man, like, I'm gonna right now. I know which daughter I have where I'm gonna have to hide my car keys, and right. they not even they not even teenagers yet. I know, I know which daughter is gonna snitch, and I know which daughter is gonna be caught up in a lie because she sucks at lying, and I tell her every time when I catch her in it, and I do that because. I want to be able to tell you about yourself before you go outside and society penalize you about yourself. Right? I keep, I keep full transparency. They get in trouble for lying, and I said, you know why? Because you suck at lying. So don't lie because you suck at it. And I'm not going to lock you up. But you go outside and you do that to the wrong person, they're going to lock you up. And I, and I let them know that because that's the reality of the situation. And I, I tell my girls also, you cute, but you still don't get in trouble. And you still could get these hands despite your cuteness. Because I don't want them walking out my house thinking because they look a certain way, they could get away with certain things. And sometimes when I went to school, the one, the classmates who couldn't read, the classmates who never came to class with a pencil or a backpack and always need to borrow something and you know your your English teacher go around the room in the book and everybody got to read a paragraph and they get to that person and they can't read but they got the, the, the newest J's on they got the newest G's on they fresh from head to toe a lot of parents know that their child is academically struggling or need help behind and instead of them focus on where their child need help, they dress them up so they can't be bothered. And my thing is like with parents, I'm not doing that. 
I'm not doing that. Like I tell my kids, like I, I really tell them like where I messed up. So for me, I tell them like I had I had textbooks for school, and the answers was in the back. Y'all know the answers is in the back of those textbooks. So when I didn't want to do right. certain certain math work, I'm gonna copy the answers from the back. But at the same time, despite me having a calculator and the answers in the back, when I had to do tests in the classroom, I can't tell you how I got the answer. I don't know how to think through the problem. And I purposely tell my not my eight-year-old that because she got a habit of rushing and being like one number off and it's completely wrong because she's not taking her time and she thinks well, I could just ask Google because she got the Google thing in the room and get the answer. No, show me your work. Because I know what a struggle it was to try to get the easy route and still end up struggling the next grade and the next grade and the next grade. So, like, my my whole idea on, like, parenting, despite, you know, a dad doing it or a mom doing it, is just, like, brutal honesty. Yeah, I mean, you definitely got to be real. You definitely got to be real with yourself and, and real with your kids. Um, especially, like, if you see your kids struggling, like, you, you can't dress your kids up and just think that they're not going to struggle because you dress them up right. and, and they look nice. Um, you want to, you know, first and foremost, you want to get them the help, you know, that they need because at the end of the day, none of the materialistic stuff is really going to help them. It's, it's not really going to matter. It's, it's just going to mask, you know, whatever is going on. Um, so you definitely got to, you definitely got to be, you know, accepting and willing to do the, the willing to do these things. Cause a lot of people be in denial about things. They definitely be in denial about situations with their kids and they don't want to hear certain things. They don't want certain labels to be put on their kids and stuff like that because they don't want to accept it. Um, your best thing is to accept whatever the situation is, you know, whether your kid has a shortcoming, a learning disability, ADHD, something like that. And then find the best course of action to be able to handle those things so that way your kid can maximize their potential. Mm-hmm. I agree. No, I, I like what you both said about being brutally honest and, like, you know, keeping it real, like, where your kid is. Like, like we had an episode, Dre, where I was like, what if, what if like, every, every kid ain't going to be, like, a genius, bro. Like, you still got to be that kid parent. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you still gotta be that right, kid. Man. Like, every, like I play sports. Like my son may be unathletic, but my son, my daughter might be athletic. Like I still gotta be both day parents. You know what I mean? So like, like I don't know, man. It's 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 about being versatile. It's I love the honesty. Like I need to probably practice that a little bit more. Being more honest. I I mean my kids aren't old enough to like be super transparent about how I got through school. Cause you know God yeah. knows we cheated through, cheated through a little bit of college. <laughs> You know, but, you know, like, I don't know. I just, to me, like, my take on it is, it's like, you see, you got to see it. Like, it can't go over your head, too. Like, you can't be ignoring it, like right. you were saying. Like, like, you can't ignore it. Like, but I also had daycare people try to insinuate different things about my kids and be in, be wrong. Like, they will. You know, like, so Yes. <laughs> I, I, dealt, I, I dealt with, um, you know, kinder care trying to convince me that my oldest had a behavior issue. 
and they wanted to put her in like a special class from kinder care, which would be on her record going into regular school. So she'll be in like a special class. What is really, she don't need to be in a special class. My, my, my oldest, she didn't, she wasn't around kids until she was three years old. So she was reading at two. She was uh, writing earlier. She was having like full sentence conversations early, right? And then you put her in a room of like 22 children and she's used to only getting one-on-one attention. She was struggling with that. So a lot of times like they would complain to me like, oh, it's nap time. And, you know, Anya won't lay down and nap. She wants to read a book. Yeah, like she's not used to taking naps. Like I never gave any of my kids a bedtime. That was my fault. But it came a time where she needed to go to school. And now she's like struggling with having a time where she needed to chill out. Like even right now, she's been on the iPad all morning learning stuff. But the reality is <laughs> I can't give her the iPad during the week because if I give her the iPad during the week, she cuts off all her attention for that iPad. And it's really about knowing your kid. Like, I know that my kids meet this certain need and not allowing society to tell you, oh, your child has this issue. or your child has it. No, they just learn different. And so it's really important that when you take your kids to daycare or schools, you don't let them dictate how your child is going to learn. You got you to gotta be able to peep that from home. And be like, no, my child needs this. Or my child probably needs to go to a magnet school. Or my child probably needs yeah, to go to this. No, not to, not to cut you off. I was about to say, like, that comes from being tapped in with your kid and understanding yeah. your kid. Like, you understand your kid and you tapped in with your kid. I just actually had a revelation the other day that, like, everybody isn't really that tapped in with their kids. So, like, my youngest son just started kindergarten. Um, mm-hmm. And he does actually have, like, behavioral issues. So he has, like, an IEP. So him going into kindergarten, you know, we was emailing way ahead of time, you know, trying to get an IEP meeting just because we didn't want to throw him in the kindergarten and then they don't know how yeah. to deal with him and they're unfamiliar. So we sit down, you know, with the staff and have an IEP meeting, me and his mom and um, the principal, the assistant principal, the counselor, his teacher, just as members of the support staff. And we're talking and we're going through things. And um, and it was just like a regular conversation, you know, he's like, this, these are his triggers, you know, like when this happens, he usually does this. Just, you know, like giving him the whole rundown, the insight and all of this. And, it's, and it was a lady, like a counselor lady that was there and was just like, one of the counselors just was like, she's been doing this for 20 years. Um, and this is like the most in-depth IEP meeting she's ever had with two parents that are so familiar with their kid and knows, you know, like his triggers, what this is and what that is. And I was just taken aback because to me, that's normal. To me, that's regular. Like you should be in tune with your kid. But for somebody like a professional in this field to say, I've been doing this for 20 years and haven't encountered parents that are so familiar with their child, it, it paints a different picture. It's like people aren't really that tapped into their kid to understand it when somebody is coming to you and trying to present some information to you about your child because they're not that locked in. They're not paying attention that much. They're not, you know, they're so focused on what they're doing. Maybe you focused on running around, making money, taking care of a household or doing whatever you're doing that you just don't actually have the time 
to actually be locked in with your kid like that. So like you able to do that because you can decipher because you know, you locked in with your kids, you pay attention to them every day. You know, what type of things are going to set them off. You know how they handle certain situations. You just tapped in with them. A lot, a lot of people aren't. And, um, like I said, like that hearing that was like a little bit of a surprise to me, but it kind of opened my eyes to something different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's the type on, of that. No, I was saying, no, I was if you don't, if I was saying that's why we're on the topic of school. Like that's like even even down to like how we perceive school. Like whether we paying for private school or public school, like. Um, if we think like that their only teachers are the teachers at the school. Like right. I think education is so important. Like you will be a fool to think it's not your job to be some form of a teacher at home. But like you have people who are like, I pay five hundred you know, they pay tuition and be like, you know, I'm not teaching the kid, I'm paying somebody to teach them. It's like, no, that's your kid. It's your kid. Right. You want your kid to be smart. You want your kid to like like you can't think the school going to put in their mind like what careers they want to be in. That got to be introduced at home. Like it's just so yeah. much stuff we think is just we're so hands off on like real developmental stuff with our kids. Like, like and Dre, that's crazy to hear somebody say it's it, they've been doing this twenty years and nobody ever came in this detail with an IEP meeting from the parents' perspective. Like this is nuts, man. Everybody's just so hands off. Like. Like, teach the kids, be in, be in tech with your kids, like. Because you know what it is, too? Some some parents, again, like y'all said, didn't have an example of what correct parenting is, right? And the thing when you have kids, you don't know what type of child you're going to have until that child come out. And then you, you're going to have to spend your years learning this human being so you can send them out in the world to be the best human being they can be. At the same time, when you when you have a kid, you are constantly having to learn from them and teach them. So, like, for me, I'm always trying to teach them something, and I feel guilty when I just tell them, like, one definition of a word. So, you know how some words have two meanings if they're used differently? If they ask me what does such and such mean, I'll tell them. And I'll be like, and if it's used in this way, it means this. Because I don't want them to be in a position to not know what they need to know in my absence. I do that a lot. Same thing where my eight-year-old this week, she was like, Mom, what do you think my talent is? And I was like, I don't know yet, but I think you're really good at drawing. You're really good at uh, catching on to technology really fast. But I don't know what your talent is at. A talent is something you work at over a period of time. So the more consistent you are with something, then I'll be able to see that what that is. A lot of kids ain't asking that. And then you have a lot of parents that work, work in a job where the job gets 12 hours of that parent and that child only gets four hours with their parents. So when you're going to get four hours of your kid, and it's close to the end of the day, you're not catching on to what Dre said about what is a trigger or what may help or not help a child that is having a certain problem or needs to be taught a certain way because you feel like you doing your best because you're providing. But sometimes, especially with brown children, 
they're labeled the most, they're put in the group because nobody wants to deal with them. And you have to allow them to go to school and then you have to let them come home and unlearn some lies that they were told at school because of curriculum. And the reality is having a child in America is hard, but having a brown skinned child in America is hard because they go to school, they tell you what they learn, and then you got to realistically, as a brown skinned parent, say, that's not real. This is the truth. But because your teacher is paid and under this board of education, they have to teach you this. And that's the reality. Like, you have to unlearn with them. And it doesn't matter if you send them to a private school. It doesn't matter if you send them to a magnet school. It doesn't matter if you send them to a public school. You're going to have to help them unlearn some of the lies that they were told in their school. A lot of parents don't want to do that. They want to send their kids to school, not warn their teachers about the fact that they throw tantrums when they don't want to share. They have an issue because one parent treats them like a, a whole princess queen and they come to your house and they get the same rules as the other kids. I had to do that with my five-year-old. Her dad treats her like the sun shines out of her butt at all times, regardless of what she does. I don't treat her like that here. I treat her just like her sister. You do something you're not supposed to do, you're going to get dealt with. You need to do your homework. Not later. You need to do your homework now. And so she primarily goes to school in my county. So before she went to school, just like Dre did, I had a whole conversation and I took time out of work to go meet her teacher and talk to her face to face and say, this is her personality. She's going to try you like this. She's going to try this to see if it works. You have any issue, this is her dad's number. This is my number, call me, I work from home. A lot of parents don't do that. And then when their kids act a fool in the school, they wanna yell at the teachers or yell at the principal. And you can't do that because it's unfair. They got 18 kids in their classroom. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy. People ain't really, yeah, people so, not really um people not really doing that though. A lot of people just, you know, some people some parents to be honest, some parents look at it as like that's free time to them. Like that's yeah. that's my free time. Like that's that's my time away from like that's my time away from the kids. Like that's my peace. Like I'm sending them to school. Like people, you know, when it was like virtual school and the kids was home and they was virtual like people was burnt out that i had to be with their kids all day they were so used to yeah. and accustomed to just dropping their kids off at school and leaving them there like some like some parents that's really just how they are like that's school to them is like that's the getaway from my kids are they in school that's my free time so they're not really looking like the school is like an it is an extension of you like you know like everybody got to be on the same page and it's like when you dealing with schools and administration and teachers and stuff like that. Like you gotta be familiar with yourself. Like I could speak honestly from myself, any school that my kids went to, I was familiar with the principal, the teacher. Um, and that's just how it was. Even my oldest son, the multiple schools he went to, I knew the principal, I knew the teachers, the staff, like, I'm gonna, you're gonna introduce yourself and just be available and be present in that way. Everybody's not looking at it like that. Yeah. And it's, it, it sucks that a lot of parents don't look at it like that because a lot of these schools are funded by private prisons. And 
private prisons are funding a lot of things in these schools so they can have more prisoners to make their money by a certain age. Like a lot of these schools, what your child does in elementary school, middle school, and high school goes towards their adult record when they're 18. So by the time they're 18, depending on their behavior in school or how many times they got uh, detention or uh, suspended, by 18, they do something petty. They already got three strikes against them and they like automatically a number for a prison system. But a lot of parents don't know that. A lot of parents don't uh, pay attention to how many minority children get suspended versus get a warning because they look like this versus looking like this. And so that's why I say being a parent is not, you know, this is a mom's job and this is a dad's job. Like y'all both got to be in the same way. It has to be balanced. Um, You know, if one of y'all say no, you got to let the other parent know you said no. It can't be, oh, that's the fun parent or that's the mean parent. I'm going to ask him or I'm going to ask her because there's, it's like, it's like you got to look at the public like, y'all not here to protect my child. I am. We are. And so if I let my child be in the house and be in this bubble of the world is so great and send them outside, I didn't do my job as a parent. No, I, 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 I agree with that. You know, um, one thing we do in our house is, like, we make it our job to expose the kids to things. Like, the kids yeah. already been to the zoos and all that. They've been to all the museums. They, they're not waiting for field trips. Like, my kids are not even in grade school, and we're exposing them to that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like we just take so much of a hands-on approach. Like, none of their, none of their parts of their life is for somebody else to really do it's extra to what right. we're already doing like that's kind of like how we look at it like you know like exposure like many many tried a lot of different sports like he only really likes soccer he knows what football is he knows what basketball is and we didn't did tennis at the courts and work rackets and even if it's a waste of a couple of dollars it's like the investment is on them in that type of way like a, a lot of people like you know the minute your kids successful you want to take pride you know take credit for all their success it's like you ain't even really putting the work in. Like it's it's, a, it's right. different than taking your kid to practice every day, or you pay for him to do this activity versus, you know, like like one thing right now, like for example, like a kid play basketball. He play AAU. He play at the high school. But like back in the day, like you know, like a kid might play lacrosse, basketball, and football. He got three sports around the school year, and all them all the, the different level of competitions and different learning different rules and playing on different fields made him better at his main sport. Now you get kids that just specialize in one thing. Like, you know, I only play basketball. Like, so what if basketball don't work? You can't throw a baseball. You can't do right. science. You don't know. <laughs> like, you're making these specialized kids. Like, they not uh, – like, everybody not LeBron James. Like, it's just – like, and you cheating them out of, like, what if they other friends do baseball, but you want him to be a basketball player so bad, like, he can't play baseball with his friends? Like, even if he ain't yeah. the best one on the team. Like, it's like – it's just the mindset around it. Like, but the minute he go pro, it's like, oh my God, I was doing everything, and it's all up my. It's like you want to take the credit. It's like, no, you wasn't. Like, you wasn't really that as a parent. Like, that's kind of like really off a young boy back. <laughs> yeah, and I, I commend I commend any parent that has their child in extra 
extracurricular activities because it costs you time, it costs you money. A lot of parents wake up super early to drive to certain games that's not where they at. And I'm just like, yo, commendable because I cannot. <laughs> like if I maybe if I, if I was like if I was like married and I, I didn't have to worry about so much on my plate, maybe I would, but I just know like right now, like yeah, I wish I wish you could, you know, do gymnastics. But I don't have time to take off to take you to gymnastics. And so like um one of the girls' dads was like, I'll pay for it and I'll take them. Just find the place. So I found the place and when I showed them that it's like two hundred dollars per class per child and that's not even like all the 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 stuff that they need it been quiet ever since i'm just like <laughs> it costs it costs for your child to be in these things and have you know all these options and stuff and so that's why like all this pressure for young people to have kids hurry up and have kids you should need to have kids when you're young no do it while you're financially comfortable No, it's uh, we we blessed, you know, like Manny's in math. He has like a, a math class that he goes to at four years old. Yeah. He does swimming. He's in soccer through his daycare. So he does three things. My daughter's one. She doesn't do any, but I think the first thing we're going to do is like a mommy and me swimming class or a daddy and me swimming class. So like that'll be her first yeah. extra activity. But I don't know, man. It's, I guess it helps having, like you said, two parents in the household. It helps to divide the drop off and the pickup and uh, who's paying for what. But like that's what right. that's to me, like like swimming is a life skill. You know what I mean? Like like it's nothing more important in this world than STEM classes. Like when you're talking academics, like if it ain't STEM, then it ain't really going to lead to the careers we really want our kids to be doing. Like you know, like yeah. that math and that science and all that stuff is serious. Like. You know, I, I, I always talk, I tell many almost every night, man, you cool because you you. Like, you're not cool because somebody else validate that you're cool or that you're smart or that you're beautiful. Man, I just had a conversation with the girls about that um, on Wednesday, but I had it separately because I didn't want nobody feeling like I need to give the answer she gave. So I was like, I said, I said, Ari, she's a five-year-old. I said, if you go to class and you wear something and everybody in the class say they don't like what you wear and they don't like your hair, what do you say? And she was like, I'm going to tell them you can't tell me that. And I was like, no. I said, they can tell you whatever they want to tell you, but you can tell them that's fine. I like it. And if you like- What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like your hair, like your hair. And if you like your clothes, like your clothes. Don't let other people tell you what you should like because they don't like it. And it's all about having a conversation of being confident in, in your individuality because there's so many kids out here trying to get some type of okay based upon what other people like. And I got to get this because the kids like it. And I have to have this shoe because they like it. Listen, if you go in the store and you see kids' shoes, they cost the same amount of money our shoes cost. I I do not want to deal with my child being like, everybody at school got Giuseppe's on, I need Giuseppe's. No, you don't. <laughs> you know, so yeah, like, if you, don't te- if you don't teach a child to be an individual now, when they get to like 10 or 15 and they think they need things that they don't need they're not going to know how to stand up for themselves in those discussions and so i be i be point blank range with what i'm asking and uh teaching them consent because a lot of these laws are basically trying to go behind parents back and be able to offer kids from 5 to 11 years old without a parent signing on it if they want to get a COVID vaccine at school. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> How do they even approve stuff like that? Like, that is exactly. crazy. So, like, Canada this week just got the rollout between 5-year-olds to 11-year-olds should be able to have booster COVID shots um, in Canada. And they trying to roll it out to where it can be like something you go to the nurse's office for X, Y, and Z. And I'm just like, that's not nothing that a parent shouldn't be able to sign off for. But there's lawmakers that's trying to push stuff like that. So I try to stay in the know as a parent. Um, everything y'all said like has to do with parenting, has to do with fatherhood, or just being an overall aware parent. So your child doesn't grow up feeling lopsided or feeling like, oh, I don't have to do that because my dad never told me I had to do it or my mom never told me I had to do it. But um, yeah, fatherhood is equal to motherhood. It's just like a different perspective. I feel like fathers have to do a bit more because y'all start is a little bit later than women. Not because y'all chose y'all start to be later, just society and y'all not women. So your bonding has to be a bit more intentional. So um, from what I heard, I feel like both of y'all doing uh, a pretty good job with that. So I created a little segment before we get out of here for y'all, for dads. And um, I I call it, how would you, how would dad handle it, right? So what I'm going to do is Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a scenario and I want you to tell me um, 
which option would you choose to handle the scenario from my father's aspect? So the first scenario is your child just got dropped off by the mom to, at daycare or school, and then the school calls saying your kid is sick. Do you, one, call the mom and tell her the kid get them, or do you, two, tell your boss that the, your kid is sick, leave work, go pick up the kid, grab meds, or make an appointment at the pediatrician? Um, they called you, they called me first, they called, they called me first. They call you first. See, I don't know. It's a little complicated with me. <laughs> but I mean, like, if, I, if I'm at work, I'm not at work. I mean, I'm definitely at work. You at work. No, I might because like what I work. Huh? Would you say more? No, what I was. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to get the kids. You know, if my okay. kid is sick, I'm going to get it. But then again, like like Dre drives a bus, so like Dre. Right. So that's what I was about to explain. It right is different, and that's what I was about to explain. Like I'm, I might have to. It might take me a longer time because I'm on the bus. So like I'm gonna have to get the bus back to the depot, get to my car. Whereas though, like, maybe I get in contact with the mom fast, depending on how sick, how dire. Um, it makes it a little bit different. But if the kid is sick, like, I, you know, like, I could call and leave. It's just, you know, for logistics regions, it, it depends. Okay. The reason I brought that up is because most, most dads today still feel like if a child is sick, the mom need to do it. Or the mom knows the doctor and she need to take them. And it's rare that you can go into a doctor's office and see just a dad with their child if the child is like under six years old. Um, I think when the child is like seven or older, you'll see more dads in there for like a physical for them to do sports or like just a regular um, yearly visit or whatever, but it's rare that dads be like, okay, let me take off and go do X, Y, and Z. So um, that's why I asked that question. Second scenario I have um, is your child has homework to do for the weekend, but you have a kid's birthday party and barbecue go to with them. And is at a certain time Saturday and Sunday. Do you make the child do the homework on Friday instead of chill? Or do you try to squeeze it in Sunday night? <laughs> Be honest. We, we, honestly speaking, um we probably I'm me but honestly I'm probably gonna squeeze it in Sunday night. I'm a little, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a procrastinator as an adult, like as myself, like, yeah. I kind of like, um, to me, like I kind of push the limits of time. Like, I feel like, you know, like I got more time than I really had. So, yeah. you know, like that transit, like I can be last minute in things. It always get done. It'll get done on time. It just might get done 
in the final hour. So, honestly speaking, yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna squeeze it in Sunday night. What about you, Lou? Uh, yeah, I think unfortunately I fall in that category as well. Um, but I'm not like my procrastination isn't awful, but like in terms of like having fun and stuff like that, like I think you gotta have fun, right? So like. And I'm not gonna like probably be prepared to do it Friday. Like I'm, I'm ready to cut loose Friday, so it's not gonna happen Friday. So Sunday it is. <laughs> ah, that's funny. And I, I um brought up, you know, this segment because I think the way that a lot of moms think when it comes to kids versus how dads think is usually different in certain scenarios. And I think that's where, like, the bulk of some frustration is because mom, when they're upset that something wasn't done how they wanted it to be done, it's a bigger issue than what it is. And they don't ever think, well, maybe from a dad's perspective, it's different. Maybe he's looking at it different. Maybe it's less of a big deal because in his mind, it's going to get done by a certain time or in his mind it would be better if you did it because you know more or you're aware of more. And so I just brought up that scenario because the more that I think from a man's perspective before I, you know, get really upset with a man for not doing what I would have done, the calmer I'll be in the discussion with that man, that father, right? And the more men think about what a woman would have done or that mother would have done, you're not going to be so angry having a discussion about why something was done a certain way. And that that's the type of stuff that makes us better parents is just giving the space to have a discussion before it's like straight anger all the time. And at the end of any issue, the whole goal should be, I want good result or I want this for our kid. And if the ending result is, I want a good result, why go in it with bad vibes? That's true. That's true. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to. Sometimes it's hard to do that though. Like sometimes. You know, sometimes sometimes it's hard to like put yourself in somebody else's shoes and actually like, you know, think that maybe another like maybe a person just was thinking differently. Like sometimes when you you feel how you feel about something, like you can automatically have just because you have a difference of opinion, it can automatically become like a negative thing. Like it'll be like that's crazy that you even thought like that. Like how could you think like that? Versus like actually putting yourself in the shoes of the other person. Yeah, it definitely takes time and patience because I had my moments, you know, when the kids was little where I'm just like, why would you do X, Y, and Z, da, 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 and, and long text messages now, it's like, I'm not saying nothing. Like, I'm not, that's not where I want to put my energy. I want to put my energy on like, okay, how can I solve it? Where I need to meet you at? What they need? What you didn't pick up. Okay. Because wasted energy for me now that I'm in my 30s, I'm just like, I ain't got it. I don't, I don't have the 
the energy I don't want to have to go through like days of you having an attitude I'm a, I just want to fix it now but fatherhood motherhood I just want it to be seen as a team effort and not like this is what fathers do and this is what moms do and just deal with it um, but I feel like good things were shared today. I hope um, anybody that didn't know about More Than a Dad um, tuned in or will tune in and check out the podcast. Um, I think what y'all doing is pretty good because the city that y'all in, I don't feel like everything about the city is bad, even though I don't live there anymore. I don't live in Philly anymore. But at the same time, there are people there that have families that want their families to grow up and, and, and try different things and do th- different things and live better. It's not just looked at one way. Um, not every father is the same. Not every mother is the same. Not every situation is the same. And I think with the guests that you're on, it's, it's evident. Like, I don't, I've never listened to a podcast like oh they just like this other guest or they just like this or they do the same thing it's all different and it's it's a wide range of a different perspective of what the situation is how you handling it and how does it relate to people out here actually trying to do fatherhood trying to you know be a better parent trying to show up different and um i appreciate it i know a lot of people that listen appreciate it and i just hope y'all keep going and y'all don't stop the podcast or y'all don't feel discouraged (laughs) from podcasting um i know it's not easy um especially when you got kids involved work involved um other places you have to be but i just feel like more fathers need like that space to be like oh finally somebody said it you know what i'm saying so um before we get out of here if y'all want to drop y'all Twitter, y'all IG, or y'all email, or how you could be reached, you could drop it. Um, at More Than A Dad Podcast on Instagram is probably the best way to get us. Okay. Yeah. Um, my personal page is at the kid manifest D A K I D manifest. You could spell that. Um, yeah. Lou. Uh, yeah, Lou Mob, L O U dot M O B. Dot Mob. Yeah. <laughs> Just check us out. <laughs> I appreciate you having us. This was so fun. Of course. Yeah, we and definitely if y'all appreciate like, it. You're welcome. If you on Spotify, listen to an episode, leave a review for them. If you on Good Pods, leave a review. Um, like the show, share the show. They are on Twitter. They don't use the Twitter as much, but um, <laughs> I, I try to share share the show and the link every time I'm on Twitter and listen um, because there's, you know, it's still a lot of spaces that um, y'all could come up in that people don't know about. And I think a lot of people don't know about a lot of father podcasts. And, and so, yeah, that's that. <laughs> It's been real. Y'all enjoy.
and y'all holiday on Monday. And um, we out. We out of here. Thanks for listening, Lenny. All right. Bye-bye. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. Hi, I love you. Hi, I love you. Da, 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 da.